Three Rivers Running Company is proud to sponsor the Indiana Runner podcast. Go to Three Rivers Running, that's the number three, riversrunning.com, and use coupon code Colin, C-O-L-I-N, to receive 10% off online orders for the month of September. Indiana Runner podcast, season six, episode 30. Josh Puccinelli and I go over week six, including the ultra-competitive Hoosier Crossroads Conference. Let's hit it. I don't see how you can hate from outside of the club. You can't even get in. <laughs> Leg out. All right. Week six is in the books. The Laverne Twilight meet is next week. And then we got the down week and then the tournament starts. Colin Altavote, Josh Puccinelli. We're going to talk about everything that happened this week. Uh, get through as much as we can in 40 minutes and then switch over to our Patreon um, and you could listen to those too. We got a bunch of mock meets, forward projecting type things um, on there. You can be on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. If you want some of that exclusive access to the extra things we do, especially talking coaching. Okay. Let's start north, go south, and then we'll do our featured meet. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay. Highland Invite up north, northwest Indiana. Valpo Boys, 32. Lake Central, a little shorthanded, 69. Valpo Junior, Mason Nobles, 1539. Ben Pershon from Lake Central, 1553. Those are a couple of potential All-Staters. Crown Point Girls, a possible state meet team, a contender to make it out of the New Prairie Regional. CP scores 50. Highland, 72. Hobart's Cassandra Cohen, 1916, and then Crowd Points, Nadia Brumbaugh, 1932. These races still ran pretty fast, even though it wasn't, well, it was pretty, I guess the meet we went to, the races weren't until after 11 o'clock. It, uh, it was pretty chilly early in the morning, and it, Josh, it hasn't rained for like two or three weeks enough to matter. So I think that's, yeah. we're seeing a big, big impact on the times. Yeah, for sure. This is a, a solid win for Valpo over what you said is a, a shorthanded LC. Um, I think they're both pretty much locks for a top 15 place at state. Um, could sneak into the top 10 for sure, especially LC. I feel like they have the potential to go even higher. Um, Nobles, great win over Pershone. They both seem to be locks for all state at this point. Uh, so it's a good, good meet all around for both teams. Boys rating plus 27. Girls rating plus six. The New Haven invite. Uh, this is on that that New Haven regional course at the Plex on the campus of IPFW, or at least near the campus of IPFW. I guess I haven't checked all the county records. Uh, go this in the Triple A division. So they have single A, double A, triple A, just like New Prairie. We're going to go over the Triple A. In the Triple A division, the Goshen Boys won 74, somewhat shorthanded Homestead 82. Carroll 91 and Goshen who had been in the New Haven regional has now moved to the new Prairie regional is going to find it harder to make it out of that one uh, than if they'd been able to stay in New Haven Westview sophomore Noah Bontrager runs up this week after not running up uh, previously at New Prairie uh, Noah's time 15 48 and this is quite a trip here for Edgewood they come all the way up to Fort Wayne Zane Meyer of Edgewood 16-11 per second. A tight race on the girls' side. Homestead, 49. Carroll, 52. But Homestead ran without uh, superstar Addison Canablo, who obviously would make a pretty 
sizable difference in the team score. Huntington North freshman Alice Friesen, 18.43. And then Homestead's number two runner finishes second in this race, 18.53 for Lucy Kramer. Where where do we see Homestead at this point among the title contenders on the girls' side? I think I think they're right in the mix. I think they're in about the same spot as we discussed last time I was on. They got a lot of young talent scoring four, always nice. Um, but they've got the the four scores that they do have are somewhere in the 40 to 100 range. And at state, they could be in the top 50. They could be in the 100 and something, especially being young. There's a lot of variance there. Uh, like I said, scoring four is always nice, but they could win. They could finish fifth. There's a high level variance there, in my opinion. What about Carroll? Three back from Homestead. Again, no Canabla. That's going to change the team score uh, pretty drastically, even in a meet where you're only scoring 49 to begin with. Do we? Do they seem like maybe they're on the outside of the podium? Could they get into that mix to finish in the top five on the girls' side? They could get in the mix. I'd be pretty surprised. They have a really solid first three, uh, but their four and five are getting pushed a lot. Uh, I think they're in like the 200s-ish on NCC stats. And so at a big meet at State, I feel like it might be a little too much to overcome, but there is a chance for sure. Boys rating, this is for the AAA race on either side. The boys rating plus 14, girls rating minus six. So didn't run super fast. But again, this is one of those meets and we're going to get into another one at Culver that has so many races beforehand that the varsity races or the or the big school races, AAA, whatever, elite races, not starting until after 11 o'clock is going to have a pretty significant impact on times on a day that started under 60 degrees at race time across the state, but was getting up to 75 or so uh, without too much of a drop in humidity. Absolutely. What do you make of Bontrager so far? That's a great question. Um, I And I think I'd said this on previous podcasts and INCC stats, I, I sincerely doubt it was because what we've talked about on the podcast, but did change the, um, did change the, the algorithm or the, the improvement from year to year, because at one point he had such a great freshman year and um so when they project on on the improvement curve that they'd used for years on INCC stats, it had projected him as potentially the best runner ever as a junior, and if not as a junior, certainly as a senior. But now that has changed, and I do think that that's quite a lot of pressure to put on a kid to think that okay, he was you know he was a New Haven semi-state champion last year. Um, my guess would be that he's had some unavailability over the last few weeks. Um, and there have been times that we've seen him or maybe he's not run um, as fast as we might have thought. And then he ran down at New Prairie. So maybe his coaches are kind of bringing him along a little more controlled and they're playing. We'll talk about this on the Patreon when we talk about our own team um, that you and I coach, like maybe playing the long game and kind of getting him back into there. But it didn't seem like even though if you take all of his performances last year and then go from well freshman to sophomore year is this percentage improvement across the board, it, it's not a very reasonable thing to think that he this year was going to run with challenge and maybe defeat all of Cameron Todd, Will Conway, Tony Provenzano, all of those guys. That doesn't seem like a very reasonable expectation. So now it kind of seems like he's gearing up for maybe a top 10 or so finish at the state meet. 
and this is going to be a very challenging year to finish in the top 10 um, on either side, on the on the boys or the girls. Agreed. Yep. Culver invite. You and I were at this one. Uh, Carmel, 51. Shout out. Bloomington North, 89. Liam Bauschke of Mishawaka with a great race, 15-24. He defeats Carmel's Tony Provenzano, shout out, who ran 15-27. Uh, on the girls' side, Carmel 42, Concordia 42. It went to the sixth runner. I heard it was closer than it sounds. Uh, <laughs> and actually, as we were watching it, we we didn't think there was any way that that our team, being Carmel, was ahead of Concordia. Um, uh, there was also a, a bit of course confusion on that, we've heard. Uh, Concordia with the one-two finish from Mallory Weller and Lexi Panning, who ran 18.29 and 18.35. Boys adjustment was plus two. We were a little surprised to even see that positive based on uh, course conditions and weather. Uh, and then the girls rating was minus 12. Now the girls race did happen before the boys race on this. I've already done my rant on that. So I'll save it. Let me ask you this. How serious do you consider Bloomington North as a podium contender on the boys side? I think very serious. I mean, preseason we are talking about them being a very serious podium contender. They've got all the talent in the world. They had some availability issues early on. Some of their talent wasn't running quite as well as we thought they would, but they're coming along late in the season. So I think I think they're right in it for sure. On the girls' side, Carmel, Concordia, dead even. It was kind of a – you and I had, had talked to uh, – Scott Steffen, who's a coach at Concordia for a little bit. And it was kind of almost like a dual meet in a way that the because of the changing schedules and the conference meets and, and uh, things of that nature, it's just not as competitive of a meet as it would have been 10, 12 years ago. Uh, so it seemed to me almost a scoring anomaly in that we don't have a ton of time for each of these meets and we want to make sure we get through all of them. Um, so maybe we'll have time at the end, or we may be tying up loose ends on our Patreon. And I did go through and do a handful of kind of mock meets using INCC stats. So if you want that kind of extra, we use this as our recap to give recognition to all the kids. But if you want that kind of extra stuff, it is available on the Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash Indiana Runner, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Indiana Runner. And Josh also has his full interviews weekly interviews with important people in the sport um on there where you you're putting up maybe more like 40 minutes on on spotify right yeah exactly okay jasper invite going down farther south here this is another barn burner springs valley boys 54 jasper 56 jasper freshman calvin sites wins in 16 flat it's a really solid freshman class. And I, I would say at this point, it seems that uh, Sites is is maybe the headliner of this, gosh, what what is this, class of 2027? Yeah, wow. That's Doesn't crazy. Super <laughs> yeah, I was so Springs Valley, not to change the subject here, but they have six guys rated on INCC stats and they're able to get the win here. I know this is not a perfect... Um, I don't know, comparison, but I always think for like the, the smaller teams, like if us at Carmel had to like randomly pick six guys to run, like how would we do? 
not a perfect comparison. There's a lot more factors than that, but it's just, it's cool to see these small school teams having success. It's funny that you say that because I think that all the time. Do you? <laughs> yes. And we've never talked about that, but I always just think randomly, <laughs> like if you pare down the size of the school and we were just to randomly select but again, it's for for a variety of reasons, it's not a perfect comparison because there's a bunch of kids on our team that if, if they went to a different school, wouldn't necessarily be running. And you may randomly pick a 27 minute guy um, mm. versus, you know, some of these schools don't have to deal with football or esports or or whatever. But I do. I think that all the time. That's like, so funny. What if I just did a random generation of, you know, OK, 10 percent of our team of a school of 500 kids and I. So I would take 11 kids at random. What would that team look like? Yeah. Have you ever actually done it? Like put it in a random generator or something? No, but I definitely know what we're going to do practice this week. <laughs> uh, on the girls side, Jasper girls, 38, Bar Reeves, 71, Princeton's Mallory Watt wins 1926. Uh, boys rating was plus 17 and girls rating mirrored that. It was minus 17. Uh, the girls at modern day boys seem like it's, it's laid out, man. This is what you're getting. Unless something crazy happens to one of those first five teams, the girls, there's four locks or, or close to locks, but the fifth spot seems open. So how do we handicap Jasper girls in there? I mean, I feel like they got a pretty good chance, right? They definitely do. Um, I didn't look at the, where they stack up. Um, on NCC stats this year, I was looking at them for next year. They have no seniors in their top five, so they things are looking good for the future. And I think they may have a pretty good middle school program. Um, the modern day regional is mine for uh Indiana Runner. We have you know five different regional rankings that come out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, so I, I think Jasper's looking pretty good moving forward, like you said, with no no seniors and, and potentially maybe some difference makers coming up from the junior high level staying down South here. Uh, Ted Fox invite. This is uh, Bedford North Lawrence. The Floyd boys win. Looked like they cruised as well. 27 points for the Highlanders center Grove shorthanded. So center Grove doesn't run some of their difference or all of their difference makers, all their scores consecutive weeks. Uh, center Grove was 63 points. It's a one, two, three finish by Floyd Conway. Will Conway, that is, runs 1613. Uh, Serencione, 1621. Nifong, 1621 as well. We talked about Bloomington North. So this is kind of uh, Southern Indiana podium contenders, maybe not necessarily title contenders. All the title contenders seem like they're from Central Indiana. How seriously do you take Floyd as a podium contender on the boys' side? I think they're pretty serious. Uh... So they have a potential state champion in Conway, a top 20 guy in Serencione, and a fringe all-stater in Nifong. They're four and five are in the 200s on INCC stats, so they're going to get pushed quite a bit. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on this, though. They're, they're four, five, and six are all seniors. Would you rather have the experience, the, the last chance, the last hurrah of yes. having seniors as your four, five, six, or yes, the talent absolutely. of young? Okay. Nope. <laughs> I would definitely okay. rather have the older kids. Okay. And this is okay. actually, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. And maybe we get into this on the in coaching corner on the uh, Patreon as well. Um, because our, our team could be coming down to this in terms of who gets to run 
you know, the state meet and, and the Nike regional and stuff when, when we're limited to seven, but yeah, would you rather have, would you rather have the older, especially senior kid who presumably has gotten to this point at these programs, these consistent state meet schools, because he or she has done a lot of training in this case, he, because it's, it's the boys, or would you rather have someone new, someone who's figuring things out on her own or his own, his own in this case, because it's the boys. And uh, the answer is, and from everything I've seen from coaching and covering the sport for a long time is that you would rather have the older, the older athlete, boys or girls. Um, because of the, the training aspect, the experience, all of that. Makes On sense, the girls' yeah. side, Center Grove girls, 32, Floyd Central girls, 62, and then Floyd's Caitlin Stewart, who last week weekend broke 18 minutes at Trinity, Valkyrie Invite, uh, runs 18.46 for an easy win. Now, Floyd girls are essentially a lot to make the state meet, but Center Grove girls and the highly competitive Shelbyville Regional are anything but a lock, but do you think that the Center Grove girls can make it to the state meet? But if they could, um, I think they're sitting at projected ninth in the uh, the regional. Garen is at number five, and they're about shout 58. Out. Shout out. We're about out here, 58 Josh. Points. We're on these streets. <laughs> we are. Um, I actually ran into Andy on the, the towpath by the canal last week. But, uh, yeah, they're about 58 points back from Garen. So there's – they're close-ish. There's a chance, but there's also a lot of teams gunning for those last, the last spot. So we'll see. Now I do know over the years, and and courses can change, right? So for instance, the one that we ran on yesterday, uh, that's the first time that Carmel has gone back to Culver, at least the boys, since 2013. So a 10 year absence. The course was different because part of Culver campus is under construction. That's just the price of progress that part of that has changed and that is it has slowed the course up a little bit. This is not known for being a, a particularly fast course. And I think that's meaningful because the boys rating was plus 19 in, you know, yeah. late September, but not, we're not talking about the regional, the semi-state, well, there's no semi-state anymore, but like late October when everyone's ready to go and has raced themselves into shape and trained themselves into shape. Boys rating plus 19, girls rating plus four. So this is how nice the weather conditions are. Lincoln Trail invite, and then we'll get into our conference meets, because I guess conferences are still a thing for a lot of you. Uh, Lincoln Trail invite, Columbus North boys, 35. Wrights, 35. Do you know what I heard? Was it closer than it sounds? That's what I heard. I heard it was closer than it sounds. Yeah, it came <laughs> down to the sixth runner. Wrights Jr. Jackson Nolan, 15.06 for the win. Columbus North Jr. Neil White, 15.12. And then Christian Academy's senior Alex Pinckney, 15.16. I feel like I was driving the Wrights bandwagon from pretty far out. Like, this is a top 25 yeah. team, I was saying, on the, all of our preseason content um they've got these two potential all-staters this is going to be a really good team evansville writes evansville feels like if you're not from southern indiana really if you're not from evansville it just doesn't feel like it's part of indiana so we forget about it so i don't know if i was driving the bandwagon but like at minimum i was 
the guy calling an Uber and then someone else was driving the bandwagon, but like, I at least use my phone, you know, to get, to get the bandwagon moving. But was I, was I not bullish enough on them? Have we been sleeping on rights as a podium contender? I, I would be very surprised if they finish on the podium, but they definitely could. Um, kind of calling back to our, our recent conversation about Floyd, they're four and five are both freshmen. Um, they're progressing well, but they're also running probably like mid 16s, high 16s, could get pushed back pretty far at state. It's a long tournament. Um, so a lot is riding on how they hold up. They obviously have Jackson Nolan as a, a very low stick, essentially scoring four. Um, they could, but it. I think they're on the outside looking in right now. And we'll get, we're limited to 40 minutes on this one, um, which I actually think is good. And I think has improved the podcast because it's not just us kind of like sitting around forever <laughs> to talk about it. Um, and we'll get to some more loose ends, but it it feels like Taylor and I have talked about this on some of them. You and I have talked about it as well. Like things are starting to maybe at the very, very top, like one and two teams are starting to separate themselves on the boys side. But looking through those INCC stats, simulations and stuff for fifth, especially like percentage chance to to earn medals, like, man, it's it's getting really compact in there. Um, and I, I think we'll have time on the on the extra part on the Patreon to go through that. And and I even went through and made a mock meet of like. This is the state meet based solely on this weekend's ratings, and I think that is meaningful because there's one or two teams here or there that didn't compete, but for the most part, everybody ran and ran, ran their guys or ran their girls. Uh, Lincoln trail, uh, girls side, Columbus North 37 cord and 50 two locks for the state meet there. Wright's senior Cordelia Hoover wins 1913. And then Columbus North Kylie Wolf second in 1925. Those are two solid state meet teams in North and Corden. I don't know necessarily that the, um, the order matters there. Boys rating plus 31. So boys rating very, very fast. Girls rating plus two. Even that 30 or 45 minutes till the girls race could make a, a pretty significant difference um, on that on that course. Yeah. Columbus North girls, they have zero seniors in their top seven. So I think, I mean, any other team, it'd be kind of a stretch to be a podium contender next year. But I think off the backs of great training, coaching, tradition, I think they'll They'll be back in the mix next year, but they'll and they'll be ready to race this year for, for a solid state appearance. And that's you know zero seniors a year after having the only team maybe ever that's had seven seniors. Right. This has got to be the only team that's had seven seniors at the state meet, and then turn around the next year and make it back. True. You might be right. Metropolitan Interscholastic Conference, the MIC in all of its glory with six teams, limited to seven in the varsity race, which is the most ridiculous thing I've heard in a long time. And I watched the Colts game. North Central <laughs> Boys, 32. Pike, 55. Lawrence North, 62. North Central senior Owen Osterman has had a very good season so far. 1548. Pike senior Simon Boslett, 1603. North Central girls with a perfect score. Maddie Rocchio wins in 1824. I've got the boys rating as plus 30 and the girls rating got deleted. I was doing this as the Colts game uh, was finishing up, but honestly, it's, we can, we can keep moving on that one. Mid state conference. This is kind of uh Southern Indianapolis on down 
bigger bigger schools, 4A, 5A schools uh, on the south side and, and farther down. Perry Meridian Boys, 60. Plainfield, 73. Greenwood, 78. Martin Barco of Martinsville. Martin Barco the fourth returns to racing. He wins in 1601. Plainfield's Jacob Naring, uh, 1609 for second. Okay, we haven't seen him for, for many moons here in racing. Where do you see Barco in terms of contenders for the individual state title now that he's come back and got a race? I have no idea. Paul <laughs> um, I mean, brought you here. That's right. Hot take. I don't. I can't predict the future. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, he has as much talent as any of those guys. Um, hasn't raced much here. I think he's only raced twice, and both he might have run at the exact same time at both. Right around sixteen flat. Pretty low key meets. Not a ton of, of competition there. Obviously, last track season had an unbelievable breakout season. Um, performed on the biggest stages. Can he capture that magic during the state tournament? What kind of shape is he actually in? Has he been healthy? A lot of different questions. I do have one specific question. Do you, will he be at Twilight? Do you know? Well, they I, I do not know that. They, they had their conference meet, which is typically the thing that would prevent somebody or a team from going to the to the Nike Twilight meet. So I, I think he has it as an option. I haven't necessarily looked at Martinsville's schedule. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if he did, I would, I would imagine it's like, I'm, I am entering as, you know, my school is entering me as an individual. This isn't on our schedule. Um, and maybe they enter him and his sister who's, you know, potential all-stater as well. Yeah. I mean, at this point in the season, all the contenders have almost broken 15 and he's only run twice and run around 16 minutes. Obviously, like I said, who knows, but there's there hasn't been anything that we've seen that has led us to believe that he's in the mix right now, but it has all the talent to do so. Franklin Girls 40, Whiteland 62, Plainfield 70. Whiteland's Tori Jackson wins 1837. She she just takes care of business. I mean, she seems like we we get down there, it's late October. Uh she had a solid track season. Like she could finish in the top 25 at the state meet. For sure. Yeah. Boys rating plus 16, girls rating plus 15. The Hoosier Heritage Conference. Greenfield boys dominate 32. Mount Vernon 54. Yorktown 81. It's a one, two, three finish by Greenfield. Chris Ross, 1540. Carter Crouch, 1602. Liam Brinkruff, 1604. This is on that Shelbyville regional course where Greenfield will try to make it to the state meet. They're not ranked in the top five. Do you think they do you think they will make the state meet? I I don't think so. Um, I mean they have a good of, of top three as anyone in the state, but they're four or five or <laughs> I mean by far the best top three in the state. And uh Four or five are like back in the 17s, I think. So can they progress a little bit? Um, we'll see. But it's looking unlikely. But they obviously have a strong one, two, three. So we'll see what can happen. Mount Vernon girls win 37, as predicted. Pendleton girls, maybe a year away. I think they're going to get a big-time difference maker next year. And then uh, Ava Jarrell has another year of high school. 
Individually, Nikki Sutherland of Delta, 1706, Ava Jarrell, 1711. The two of them, those schools are very close um, geographically, and they're going to see a lot of each other this season. They were almost two minutes clear of the rest of the field. Do you think that Sutherland has reestablished herself as the individual favorite? Potentially. It's it's interesting. It's so hard for me to see either Sutherland or Canablo losing, which obviously that can't happen. Like they can both win, but correct, confirmed, confirmed. I, I don't know. I could see either of them winning. They both have the credentials to do it. I wouldn't say she's necessarily the, by far the favorite, obviously. Um, but with her recent races, maybe she has established herself as the, the slight favorite. This was again on that Shelbyville course that's seen a lot of racing over the last ten years. Um, and has been a semi-state and, and now is a regional. So it is a state meet qualifier. Boys rating plus 33, girls rating plus 16. We'll get into our featured meet. We'll try to tie up our, we'll do our state highlight and personal highlight of the week presented by Three Rivers Running Company. Um, go to threeriversrunning.com and use promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N, and get 10% off your online orders in September. That's the number three riversrunning.com okay hcc you know what that stands for right no idea who really you were no. in <laughs> yes i do the Here's hoosier conference. crossroads conference okay noblesville boys 68 zionsville 82 fishers 85 hse 93 brownsburg 95 franklin central 114 Matthew Kim comes from well back and nips his teammate at the line. 15.04 for Kim, 15.04 for Sam Quagliaroli. Ian Baker of Brownsburg, 15.17. Jack Turnbull, 15.19. Uh, Sam Spees, 15.23. They both go to Zionsville. And then the Noblesville front running duo, Caden Click, 15.24. Ronnie Neal, 15.27. We're into the last 10 minutes. What have we learned here? So I think Noblesville hasn't – they've individually shown that they have the horses to win state, but they haven't necessarily put it all together in a single race this season to show that they can beat Carmel. Um, it was a great race from Click and from Neil, but a much bigger gap than I thought they would have back to their three through five, um, which they have all the talent in the world back in their three through seven, uh, but the gap was pretty big. Zionsville, solid as usual. Can they get a little bit more from their five? They haven't yet this season, but um, still, season's still going, you know. I think uh, Fishers is has established himself as the dark horse for the title. Uh, we thought going into the season that Matthew Kim could be a potential all-stater, but now it's looking like they might be scoring three at the state meet. Um, their four or five are coming along really well. I think Nate Thomas is going to be an X-factor for Fishers. Ran really well at county, high 15s, um, but is coming back from, from something. And so he's progressing well. Can they put their their three, four, five? Can they move them up? HSC looked a lot better than I thought they would or that they have this year, really. I think they're, uh, we thought they were a year away, but they might be in the mix this year. Brownsburg um, might, after this week, have put themselves on the outside looking in, but they have the depth and the talent for sure, to, to show it at state and make the the podium, um, but, but we'll see. 
For the girls, Hamilton Southeastern continues its dominance over Noblesville, HSE 52, Noblesville 59, Franklin Central 70, Westfield 111, Zionsville 120, Avon 136, Brownsburg 150. Those are all likely state meet teams. Jessica Hegedus of Avon wins 1740. Franklin Central goes second and third, 1749 and 18 flat. Kylie Klein and Savannah Miller. Liz Smith of Westfield, 1812. Her teammate, Olivia Lozier, 18, or I'm sorry, Liz Smith, 1802. Olivia Lozier, 1812. And then uh, really some team running up here in the top seven places. Elizabeth Butler of Hamilton Southeastern, 1815. And then her teammate, Maggie Powers, 1824. Uh, seven minutes to go. On the girls' side, what have we learned here? I think after this week, the HSC girls are the favorites. It's not, they're not the heavy favorites, but I think they're the favorites. If I was a betting man, I think I'd put my money on HSC going into the state meet. Uh, they have great front running, great experience. They have a depth that a lot of the other teams uh, don't necessarily have. They have a really solid five and six. Noblesville is the heavy preseason favorite. Obviously have a ton of talent. They're not going to go down without a fight. I think they're progressing pretty well. Um, I think they're solidly in the mix for podium. I don't think they're quite in the mix for the title right now, but um, they're looking solid. I think Franklin Central is a fringe uh, podium contender. They have a really solid one, two, three. Uh, what can their four or five do? And I think Hegedus is a, a top 10 lock. I think she's looked fantastic all season. Boys rating plus 41, girls rating plus 31. So that ran incredibly fast on that Brownsburg course, which was – set up to be fast and uh, and perfect weather, and it, it hasn't rained for a while. All right, here we go. State highlight, personal highlight of the week presented by Three Rivers Running Company. Again, you can go to three, the number three, riversrunning.com and use coupon code Colin, C-O-L-I-N, get 10% off of your online order in September. You know you're going to need it. You might as well save a little bit of money uh, and get it delivered straight to your house. Okay, what's your state highlight? So my state highlight is a kind of a state personal hybrid here, uh, but it's Matthew Kim getting the HCC dub. He was a freshman when I was a volunteer assistant for Fishers a couple of years ago. Um, it's been just really cool to see how he's progressed into a you know, super elite talent. And just to see him, I don't think anyone thought he could beat Sam on a given day in cross country, but he went out and did it. And that was my state highlight. Mine comes from the same meet. We talked about this, and you'd said that you think, and we'll get into this more on the uh, on the extra episode on the Patreon, that potentially HSE on the girls' side is is now the title favorite. We'd had our eye on this runner that had done, had a really good track season, um, and maybe hadn't quite raced as well as as we thought she could, and she used this very important HCC meet to uh, come out and establish herself, and that's Elizabeth Butler from Hamilton Southeastern, 1815, number one runner for Southeastern, like, and they are, there. Be, it's the, the Kip Dynamite line again, like, things are getting pretty serious over here for Hamilton <laughs> Southeastern as a, as a title contender, along with uh, Concordia, Noblesville, and then uh, going farther back, maybe Homestead, uh, North Central, Carmel, teams like that. All right, uh, personal highlight, four minutes to go. Personal highlight is a guy who... Had a small injury a couple of weeks ago. Been pretty down on himself. 
um, the past couple of weeks as he's worked his way back. Had some some good workouts, but hasn't had that on back race yet. I think he took a really solid step um, this past week as Jack Capes. That reminds me, you ever seen that video where it's like the the greatest, um, did I send this to you? No, I think I sent it to Andy. The, it's like the greatest high school interview ever, and it's a football team. And they just, they zoom in on one kid who says, I think I got my swagger back. Oh, I think I've seen that clip before. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what Jack's race made me think of. I sent <laughs> that to Andy. I was like, this is, this is Jack Capes on the bus right now. Um, oh my gosh, I have, there's so many to choose from. I mean, that's that's the hard part about, you know, about being us is living in the ivory tower. Uh, we got we got a kid on our team, freshman. We have a very good freshman class. Um, but like any sport, right? There's there's some setbacks. There's some um, attrition, things like that. This kid has been solid all season, and now I talked to him after the race, and I was like, uh, you know, you you might be in that tournament roster for us. And we'll we'll talk on the Patreon about what what do we do with the tournament roster? What do we do with the end of the season? Things like that at our school uh, where we coach. But Lucas Bartlett, he was the winner. He was third in the reserve race, the JV race. But they separate awards, frosh soft, and then reserve, which would just be juniors and seniors. So he's third overall, but he won for the frosh soft. And last week he ran perfect conditions. He ran sixteen fifty, um, and he just kind of. Like a lot of those guys just comes to practice and shows up and gets things done. So, I mean, I know a lot of you thought I was going to choose Cohen Levy, who was second in that reserve race. Um, <laughs> people thought maybe I'd choose Ishan Chaudhary, who was who ran an overall PR in that, or even in, even in the varsity. I mean, Thomas Biltemeyer was solid. And it's like, well, you can't, it's not even fair to choose Thomas. It's like, you know, choosing your nephew or whatever. Um, so, you know, people are thinking that. I know obviously people would be like, well, Kyle Grove was third overall in that race. And I mean, you've got to be, you've got to feel really proud of him for all the, uh, you know, all the, all the progression that he's made and, and uh, what he means to the team and, and uh, you know, how, how nice of a family he comes from. And, but I didn't, I didn't pick any of them. I, I, I picked Lucas Bartlett, despite what people may have thought that I would have, I would have picked. Right. Right. Okay, so something I forgot to mention earlier, and a little tease for the Patreon that we can talk about for a second. Oh, Paul um, Pierce. I know, but there's there's a girl who I think has a legitimate shot to winning state that we haven't talked about yet. We can talk about on the Patreon. All right, and if you if you want to hear that, Patreon.com/slash Indiana Runner. It's five. It's five dollars a month. You get exclusive and early access to all the stuff that we do, Josh Taylor and I working hard on all this. And we're going to go through a lot of statistics, mock meets, and then we're going to tell you how, how do we run our team in October, November, things like that. All right. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on. And I will see you on the other side. Sounds good. Go Hounds. Go Hounds. I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.